1: Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland.
0: And this is Dimity in Denver. How's it going in Portland? How's the, how's the joint doing, Sarah? Um, the joint,
1: which is funny because pot becomes legal on July 1st here. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. No, my ankle joint is... Um, uh, I see the orthopedic surgeon tomorrow. Uh, we were recording this on Wednesday. I see him uh, bright and early Thursday morning. And I am hoping to get the all-clear-to-go stuff start doing physical therapy. And so in anticipation of that, um, with my doctor's urging, I have a appointment with the, uh, PT tomorrow afternoon. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: never never a moment too soon. Not a moment too soon. Yeah. Right?
1: Yes. Right. So, and I have been doing, um, acupuncture with two acupuncturists who specialize in sports medicine, which I didn't realize was a thing, uh, because when I've done acupuncture, it was for um, secondary infertility. And then I did do it for plantar fasciitis, but that was, it wasn't someone who specialized in sports medicine. So um, I want to have them on the podcast in a couple months, because I think it's or one of them, uh, because I think it's an interesting topic. And um, I have found such great relief in just a few sessions.
0: Really? Okay. Because so here's the deal. I, you know, my foot, Mm -hmm. it's not a broken ankle, but it's definitely, uh, not, not healed. Mm. And, um, so, I was thinking about maybe looking into acupuncture here. So, maybe I go try it too. And then we have, like, you mm. know, he's, she said, she said on the yep. needling, right? <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I just, um, so first of all, it's just a relief to take the boot off. And then, so yeah. that both. Um, just,
0: wait, I have to ask you, you have to sleep in your boot, don't you? I
1: sure do. And yeah. I um, put a pillowcase over it because the uh, gentleman who fitted me for the boot, it wouldn't have occurred to me. And um, got my hair cut yesterday. I was telling, and my hairdresser had, had to be in a boot for a while she was like oh that never occurred to me I slept on top of my covers with just one blanket over me I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm like yeah so um so it would not have occurred to me either it actually wouldn't have occurred to me how dirty it had gotten because we don't have a dog so my I when I think of your boot I think of it as being covered in dog hair yeah
0: but you're walking around on it all. <laughs> oh
1: day. I know oh I know oh yeah But oh out in the real world oh I mean there's yeah. you know we have plum pits all over the place because we have a plum tree that's dropping all its plums and so um if nothing else there would be plum pits in my bed um so uh so it's a delight to take off the boot and then the last two sessions so there's um two guys eric and ollie and they um kind of trade off on who works on me but um and then before they kind of had different approaches but this last time um each of them did electronic stimulation with the acupuncture needle so that they Uh attach it to electrodes and whatever and um and wow gave me much greater range of motion and just my my main complaint about my ankle is that when i have the boot off my foot kind of doesn't feel like my own it, yeah, it just yeah. um, it feels a little swollen and and tingly and kind of puffy a little bit and yeah. the, the moment and then he also um Eric also did um kind of vigorous massage on it and afterwards I'm like oh my foot it feels like it's part of me again.
0: Oh, um, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just a result mostly of just having Being it in... be, you haven't used it in so long. Oh yeah. Right? It, so it's like it's
1: a... held in the same position all the time.
0: Yeah. 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 So, um,
1: yes. Yeah. So, and I'm hoping that, uh, also that the physical therapy, uh, I think I will see her twice before I head to my parents' house and, um, in Connecticut. And I'm really hoping that it enables me to drive a little bit when I'm in Connecticut, because here in Portland. You know, I, I can get around on foot a little bit. You know, I've walked to a restaurant. I've walked to a party from, from here. and um, But in, <laughs> where my parents live in Connecticut, I'm not walking to anything. And so if I yeah, can't drive, yeah. I am stuck at my parents' house. Have, have you tried driving? So I am um, yeah, um, c- coming back to the plum tree um, that hangs over our driveway. Um, yeah. We, uh, Jack had our son, John, um, wash our car. And so Jack pulled it into the driveway and then Jack had to go off to work. And so when John finished, Jack was like, okay, make sure you move the car because we don't want a brand, the clean car to then get plum, plum all over it because these things just splat and it's disgusting. And so um, anyway, so Jack's like, so you're going to have to drive it, pull it out of the driveway and park it on the road. <laughs> and I, I got behind the wheel of the car and I had John in the back seat in the booster seat. And, um, and so I'm like, John, let's drive around the block. And, <laughs> and I, st- he's like, why Mom? <laughs> I started to, but like just being able to have that flexion to push on the gas was yeah. in the boot. And also there was very little clearance between my boot and the, um, brake. So mm-hmm. when I had my foot on the gas, so I was really worried that my foot was going to get stuck there. And mm-hmm. so I started to go toward the end of the block and I'm like, nope, 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 nope I'm backing up. And I still kind of had enough momentum where I basically... I The car moved on its own. I just put it in, you know, put it in reverse and it got... Oh, and you, and you
0: didn't have to push on the gas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. not really. Yeah. So, um... Huh. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's something you get used to because I, I you know, I'm just letting you know that it's possible because oh. I drove with my left, with my right boot on. Oh, right.
1: I know. I mean, I think about the times that I picked you up at airports around this country, you and your boot, and because it's our dynamic that you're the driver in our relationship, <laughs> and there you are in a boot. It didn't even... It it never crossed my mind to be like, hey Sarah, why don't you why don't you drive today? <laughs>
0: well, good. Well, I so you got you're learning that maybe that's you know something to think about when you ask someone to drive. And, but, it's um,
1: a, and it's a bigger thing like, oh, Dimity does it. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But so I'm like, well, Dimity drove all the time. But so I don't know whether it's didn't it ever worry you that your that your that the boot was going to get stuck in between the two and you wouldn't be able to, like move you would not be able to brake soon enough.
0: No, it didn't. I mean, it just didn't. And maybe it, I should have, but I mean, I was just very cautious of like, you know, well, giving myself a lot of space, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Between me and the car ahead, for, ahead of me. And mm-hmm. then just really like getting clearance, you know, like almost like picking it up. And, you know, sometimes I just mm-hmm. like, you know, when you're in a regular oh, just shoe, sure. you just kind of twist your foot. Right. Sure, yeah. But this, you know, you pick it up. You, it's a very deliberate movement. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, I would definitely try it before you go out there just so that you have oh, Jack yeah. with you to try and mm-hmm. see how it goes. Yeah. Instead um, of
1: my 89-year-old mother being there in the passenger seat, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah.
0: because otherwise, you, yeah, you're not going to be able to go anywhere, right? I mean, oh, yeah. oh, she, have, she can drive. but She I mean, can drive, but it's not like I'm
1: like, hey, Mom, I want to go out with my friend Joya tonight. Can you drive yeah. me to Westport and then come pick me up again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> at 11 at night, yeah. <laughs> Back in
1: the olden yeah. days. Yeah, yeah, Mom, can I have a ride? So um And also... So um yeah, so I think I'm gonna maybe have Jack like take me to, you know, a big parking lot or something. You oh, know a yeah. you know, big like, supermarket yeah, parking lot. Drive and... all over right. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So um church, so,
0: that's and... I learned how to drive, a church parking lot. <laughs> or learn how to drive a stick
1: shift. Oh yeah, yeah. And so yeah. then also um a couple of people have been like, Oh, why don't you just drive with your left foot? I'm like, Oh that fr- no. the idea freaks me out.
0: Oh, that's like driving a post, you know, some of the some of the like rural post um. Oh, if you're a rural postmaster, I've seen them. They just drive. They like kind of sit in the middle of their car. Oh my goodness! Just, you know because they <laughs> want to be able to. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just too um. So they drive with their right left hand and use their left feet and then kind of toss the mail out the right hand window and yeah. No oh no, thanks. that would no. that
1: would freak me out because I also sometimes have nightmares where kind of I you know, can't break the car or something like that. I, I have some driving nightmares sometimes. So, so adding a real life nightmare of driving with my left foot would just make it all kind of make Too me much. freak out. Yeah. 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 Too yeah. much. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so you have been, uh, you're back from recent travels. Tell us about grandma's driving a bit. Yeah. Actually,
0: this, this time I didn't have to drive at all because our friend Joe, um, drove the whole way, but, um, yes, I was at grandma's marathon in Duluth and I have to say if I wasn't in love with Minnesota before Mm -hmm. I am just I am crushing hard I mean (laughs) it is just I mean Duluth honestly and, and I hope that there are some other runners from there listening to here because to tell you like so we just had this steady stream at our table at the expo where it was like um, you know one or two every hour would come up and say oh yeah I'm doing my first marathon and there's a, a ringleader I believe um, of this small little cult of Duluth mother runners named Sarah mm-hmm. who basically put them on the marathon own it plan for oh. their first marathon which right. Right. I mean if you book, are Trained not like familiar a with uh-huh. it yeah. and train like a mother if you're not familiar with it it is an ambitious I mean I, I would never do that plan personally oh, really oh. oh gosh no no. Oh well, I No, mean, oh. it's too much running for me. It's too much running for my body, you know, but, mm-hmm. but it is a, it is a hard plan. And that, and, um, uh-huh. and, uh, Sarah, I can't remember the the woman who was with her. Now. Heather, yeah. you said everybody that well, was involved in the group was and- <laughs> well, when we were distributing. So then jumping forward on race morning, we did our little pay it forward thing that we did in Philly and gave away some mother runner teas to, Um, either families of mother runners like watching them Mm -hmm. or um, at the end I ended up giving it to two mother runners directly I gave Mm -hmm. two to them so but anyway like yeah so when I was giving away the teas, it was either Sarah with or without an H and Heather (laughs) and here's Sarah and here's Heather and here's Sarah and here's Heather (laughs) Um, but anyway the friend of Sarah the ringleader was like oh my God, you know, just shaking her head the whole time. Like, you know, that she just showed up and Sarah was like, and today we do eight miles with four at tempo, you know? like, <laughs> you know, I like But I think one of the, I think it was Sarah, um, and I apologize, I'd never caught anyone's last name, but one of them qualified for Boston with like 10 minutes to spare. In her, yeah, and
1: it was her debut marathon, you said. Yes, yeah, yes. So, that's... I mean,
0: it obviously worked. And I mean, people were really happy. And then there was another woman that I met. And dang, I'm sorry, I feel like... I definitely listened and I remember the stories. I just have such a hard time remembering names, but there was a woman that I talked to for a while um, who was running her first marathon, again, part of this group. And she wanted to go under four and I'd be surprised if she didn't because it was just, so the race itself um, is, is pretty, you know, it's a pretty um, nice course for marathoners. There's like, they kind of have a little, a little hill called lemon drop. Then I think there's a hill heading up into towards the finish line and then a big drop down which kind of hurt so um my husband grant ran it and that hill coming down um he wasn't able to run as fast as he wanted to on that because his legs hurt um mm. you know at mile 25 sure. a steep hill
1: yeah
0: um but um i mean the course was it's is very runner friendly and so the morning of wake up and i mean you know it, you look at your phone i was scrolling through my phone and like 7 p.m or 7 a.m., 100% chance of rain, 8 a.m., 100% chance of rain, 9 p.m., or 9 a.m., 100%. I mean, it was like, oh, we're just going to be drenched. And so the the spectators, um, Grant was running, and then Joe um, and then Denise, who has helped us all the time, and me were the spectators. And so we are driving to go find Grant for the first time. And, I mean, the downpour, I mean, I can't even tell you. And I know we were all thinking, like, oh my God, we've got to stand out in this. Not like feeling bad for the runners. <laughs> nice. We're like, we are going to stand and freeze our butts off, you know, standing out in this rain for four hours. Well, cause it looked cold. You all were wearing very heavy coats. It was, it was in the fifties. Oh. I mean, it was in oh. the fifties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. not and fun. Oh, so boy. it downpoured at the start. Um, so like I said in the last podcast, it was a seven forty five start for mm-hmm. the Marathoners, the half marathoners started at six fifteen. So they start in the middle of the course <laughs> wow. and work their way down. The marathoners are because it's all point to point. And mm-hmm. um seven forty-five. And Grant said a downpour at the start. And then after that, it was like it was perfect. I mean, oh. the rain all of a sudden just became super light and kind of hardly noticeable. Oh. Um, but overcast and chilly, but not too chilly. I mean, everybody that I saw was happy running in you know, short sleeves and shorts or skirt yeah, or the like picture,
1: that. from the pictures. It looked like there were a lot of tank tops and shorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was perfect, perfect running weather. And then the sun actually, as they got closer to Duluth, the sun came out and grant said he was, and grant is not like at home. If it's raining, he'll be like, um, I'll just wait. Like he oh. does not like to run in the rain. Wow. Um, but he really, really liked it. And he, he was really bummed that it stopped raining just because <laughs> such a nice temperature control. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, if get it's that not sweating your face. On you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I used it like, when I did my tips on Friday, I was like, Sarah would say, you know, you, you only get wet once and you know, wear a hat and don't yeah. wear a rain jacket. Yeah. That well, a terrarium.
1: <laughs> oh, very so, good. Oh, very good. Yeah. What yeah. I, you know, that you get soaked and then you can't get any wetter. So
0: yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: It actually sounds like the weather that, um, similar to what I had for Eugene Marathon in 2009 when I PR'd, it didn't pour on us at the start, but it was raining and then um, just kind of misty, but then overcast and kind of those mid-50s temperature the whole rest of the way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, there's this bridge that's at the finish line that you don't really want to see because um, I mean, I talked to a bunch of people about the course, and basically you can see it from like ten miles out. I mean, oh. because it's just a straight shot; you're just running along the the coast of Lake Superior, oh. and you're just but so you can see. I can't remember the name of the bridge either, so that's so if, if I can't remember your first name, don't be mad
1: because <laughs> hey, I can't remember the name f- of the bridge. You remembered which uh, Great Lake it was? I'm impressed. It's
0: Lake Superior. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, but anyway, so people are like, you know, you see it, and then you're like. Oh, you, I mean, you, obviously you know you're not there because mm-hmm. you have sixty, you know, at mile sixteen. But it, but it is that sense of like, it's kind of like when you can hear the announcer, but you're mm-hmm. still two or three miles away. You're mm-hmm. like, dang it, I'm close, but it's still so hard, you know. Close, so but no cigar, I think, yeah. yeah, I think it was kind of a blessing that it was foggy, and so they couldn't necessarily oh. see the bridge until they got um, closer. Oh, so, nice, nice. And yeah.
1: so, um, for those um who are wondering, let them know how grants finish.
0: Oh yeah, so I mean,
1: Purs. um.
0: He had a little bit of a heartbreaker of a day, but not really because his attitude, I mean, I could learn a lot from it. I think a lot of people could learn a lot from it was 325-11. Um, and he, mm-hmm. as a 46-year-old male, has to go under three hours and 25 minutes. So he was 11 seconds under, over, over, mm-hmm. 11 seconds over. But mm-hmm. um, but here's the deal. So he had a GPS and his GPS said 30, like 324 say 40 or something like that mm-hmm. he ha- his dps clocked him is coming under 325 oh. but it was only by 20 i mean maybe 30 seconds max mm-hmm. which is awesome i mean that meets his goal right yeah. but that's not enough time based on precedence to still get into boston i mean you need that like cushion. two yeah. minute cushion yeah mm-hmm. Cause he's got, I mean, everyone says they've got the most competitive age group, but he told me he does. So, um, (laughs) I think it's around that age, that midlife crisis age. Um, so, uh, but the cool thing was, I mean, not the cool thing, but I mean, so I, you know, I asked him at the end if he would have done anything different. And I mean, he, you know, he is, you know, steady to my schizophrenic. I mean, he is like, I'm going to run seven forty-five splits. And he ran 7.45 splits the whole way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's just crazy, like, how mm-hmm. steady he can be. Um, but the only thing that kind of tripped him up um, is that he, like, kind of right before the race started, he was in the porta potty maybe, like, two or three minutes before. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have time to get up to his corral. Oh. So he was back with the people who were running, like, 9.45s and 10s, like mm-hmm. my, my crowd. <laughs> Not, no offense to us, but you know, when you're trying to hit your split yeah. in the very first thing and it's crowded and he can't do it. So I think his first mile was like an 8:20 or something that, and, um, and then so, maybe the second one was still around there. So, I mean, he didn't, he, he mentioned it, but he didn't, he wasn't he dwelling dwell. on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, I'm not going to be that guy that pushes to the front. And I was like, thank you. That's why I married you is you're not that guy, you know? So,
1: but he, um, but he could have been that guy to my, that girl, which would be to, you know, just have squatted down and peed right there in the corral or something.
0: He could have done that. <laughs> or yeah. waited
1: a mile and then just peed alongside the course. Cause so many guys do that in, I've seen them do it in Boston, them do it in yeah. Boston and big Sur and everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, he could have, and I, you know, I said, did you really need the bathroom that bad? Cause I mean, you know, I, you know, I dropped him off at the shuttle. Like he went and used the bathroom there. I'm like, you know, we that hydrated and, but and he said he did. So mm-hmm. he is very, very happy. But then, um, so yesterday uh, we went to a Rockies game and um, we're walking there and uh, he's like, so um, Houston is in January. Oh, goodness. I, I'm like, my gosh you are you totally like he's he he, i mean i i have two of the same spouses i have you and i have him (laughs) i'm gonna get into boston and i'm gonna get into boston you know like so um i was like oh my god you're like Terja in tales from another mother runner like yeah i mean you know i said great you know if you want to do that that's great and you figure out what training plan you want to i mean you know marathoning keeps him happy and he's obviously got a knack for it. So, you mm-hmm. know, and, I mean, I know we can do it at some point. Um, and I, I think I told you on the phone, I mean, and then I'll be done talking about him because it's not really about him. But, um, you know, I mean, so Napa, he ran in 335 and Duluth grandmas, he ran in 325. Yeah, that's, that's a two month difference. And he took 10 minutes off his time. Yeah, which is so huge. Yeah, and- that, that's awesome. And mm-hmm. so I'm just proud of him for that. And I'm really, really proud of him for how he reacted like mm-hmm. cuz when i told like, cuz i was getting his tracking times and i told him and he was like oh and then he was like that's okay you know and he really i mean it, it, he wasn't just saying it he wasn't just giving it lip service like he is <laughs> yeah. he ran a really really it was kind of like your Napa race. No, no, no Big Sur. Just, no, but after Big Sur, Sur I, yeah. I was
1: thinking the exact same thing we were saying. There. I'm like, oh, it's like when you called me in the hotel and you're like, Sarah, did you really mean what you put on, on Facebook? I'm like, yeah, I'm
0: so excited. I ran such a strong race. Yeah, and, and so and what, like 10 seconds off or two seconds off? Oh, uh, yeah, I,
1: I think I was maybe closer to like 65 seconds off or something. But or okay. yeah, about 40 seconds off. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it, it does, you know, before the race, you think, oh, this will be the, you know, Qualifying for Boston would be the only thing that makes me happy, and yeah. then when you run a really strong race, you're like, oh, okay, no, you know that, that I'm super proud of that.
0: Yeah, just the effort. Yeah, so, so yeah, so and so just it just wrapped up a great, a great, great weekend. So thank you for everybody who was so. I mean, you know, I had people like guys on the course being like, "Hey, Dimity, great talk," you know, just like oh, it's just nice. it was such a like hometown great feel and so well run and so just friendly i mean grant and no again no dis- disrespect to colorado runners but he's like it was so nice to be standing on the starting line and not just have like aggro people around me mm-hmm. everywhere you know like mm-hmm. split split splits you know it's all about me you know and um he mm-hmm. just said they were just normal people and fast people for sure i mean mm-hmm. you know like we saw i mean because we were watching the front half of the race more or less and mm-hmm. there were some people that were just booking and we're like <laughs> wow it's, and it's so fun to see you know and so many women smile. I mean, so many people smiling, but definitely, you know, more women than men smiling. And uh-huh. just, it was just, a, it was awesome. Oh, that's it doesn't so make me want to run a marathon. <laughs> I was about they, to say, wanna, about to say, yeah. You'll spectate a few more. <laughs> okay. well, and we got to run. So on uh, my little tr- running Nirvana was that, um, we got to go run this great trail called the split rock trail and right up North of uh, two harbors, um, which is North of Duluth. And, uh, it's called the split rock trail. It was five miles. And, holy cow. I mean, it was just so pretty, you know, I mean, views of the lake going through um, different, you know, forests, going over bridges, going by rivers. Um, oh, and another day we ran to waterfalls. I mean, oh, the trail running up there is spectacular. I realized I, I texted my mom and, and John, my stepdad. I was like, oh, I miss Minnesota. And I <laughs> sent him this beautiful picture of a river and they're like, yeah, talk to me in January. <laughs> yeah, wait till it's frozen. Yeah. <laughs> were, the, so, were the bugs bad there? they weren't um, oh. not that i know of i mean no i, I don't i mean because i you a, know
1: you know i fell in love with minnesota when we went there in april a few years ago and i was like oh that's it you know I, in my next life i'm coming back i'm living in minnesota everything and then i remember someone was like oh and you know our unofficial state bird is the mosquito i'm like never mind i'm out i'm out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't
0: notice many, but I mean, that's not to say that there weren't them because uh-huh. we were really, we were out in the early morning and then, you know, we were sure. in the expo hall, which is right. pretty bug free. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Not too many mosquitoes at the expo. That's good. <laughs> that's good. So, um, so speaking of bugs, that brings up the topic of summer, which is, um, today's theme is, um, how does summer change your workout schedule? And I just, um, was one, going into this, uh, planning for this podcast I I love having guests on the show don't get me wrong but I was like oh I miss it when we used to kind of more alternate where it was me and Dimity talking for one podcast and then the next week we'd have a guest and so I sort of just wanted to go back to that you and me podcast you and me yeah me and my my second spouse yeah right. and, uh, so um, so it's just a topic that kind of you know, rumbles around in my brain a lot of, um, because I think you and I approach summer with two different attitudes is that, um, I love the lack of schedule and you're like, ah, give me my, give me my schedule. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, so, and I do, before we start talking about, I do want to give a caveat that, um, you know, I'll be talking about summer's past for workouts since this summer so far is a bit of an anomaly. So, um, when I reference working out, uh, (laughs) so, um, so put the question up to our Facebook tribe this morning. And it seems like us, Dimity, that folks are divided into two camps about summer. Seems that those who love the freedom that summer brings and those who are chuffed about the change in schedule, either their own or like the people in their lives, um, so um, so since I represent the love at camp, I'm going to read the comment from uh, Wanda Rivera Bober. She says, uh, normally I can't run because uh, I spend the mornings packing lunches, making breakfast and getting the kids ready. The anxiety of doing it all of that and working out is too much because I'm on a tight train schedule. She's a commuter. However, in the summer, it works out great. I'm a morning person. I am more likely to phone in on an evening run after a
0: long day and a crappy commute. That's awesome. I definitely appreciate that. I appreciate that. And then on the other side, there's Heather Scheffler, mm-hmm. where she says, summer schedules suck. All my bammer buddies scramble in different directions, working, shuttling kids to camp and activities, taking vacation. It's very hard to have any sort of consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, so Wanda, she she um, resonates more with you, Sarah?
1: She does. She does. Yeah. I just, um, you know, just for me, it's not you know, when I, again, when I am regularly running, it's the knowing that I don't have to necessarily, you know, get up at 531 uh, to get up door at six, but, but I do run with, you know, I run with Molly and she has a, you know, nine to five job, or, or I think she gets to work earlier than that. So I, um, do oftentimes have to stick to her schedule, Sure. So, um, but it just seems, you know, then I don't come back and immediately switch into making lunch mode unless the kids yeah. are in camp. Uh, yeah.
0: so, and I mean, uh, I, I like that. I like that. Um, like accountability light. Like that's perfect because <laughs> I think what happens to me is that it's, it's so unstructured that I just, I feel like, oh, I'll just wake up a little bit later. I'll wake up a little later. And I mean, part of that is that I'm not really on a training schedule right now. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, oh, just roll the dice and see what I want to do today. Mm -hmm. Um, But like that accountability light, like, hey, I've got to be on Molly's schedule because she's got to be in the office at 830 or nine or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then I can come home and take my time. That, that like seems like the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. Interesting. You know, yeah Yeah. I kind of like that because I mean, yeah, I just, I mean, I just find I mean, so this year I did a deal where, um, we have a a nanny helping us. Um, and because my kids are, you know, 11, almost 12 and nine, you know, I don't need her to be at the pool with them at swim team. You know, Mm -hmm. like I used to, you know, three years ago, that was a different story Mm -hmm. where that I really wanted the nanny there and driving them and stuff, but they can ride their bikes to swim team. So I have the nanny come at 10 and I, here I am thinking like, oh, I'll work from eight to 10. Mm -hmm. And then she works from 10 to four, four days a week. Mm -hmm. And, uh. And it just like eight to 10 these days is just, it's like, just, I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it is chaos. Like, (laughs) you know, someone forgot their tennis racket. Oh my gosh, we have no peanut butter. Oh, I've got to run this to the dry cleaner. I've got, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it just feels like there's just zero structure. And part of that is my own doing and that I haven't kind of laid out what, you know, like where I have to say, okay, you guys, I'm working now, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm not here to, you know referee or monopoly game but part of me is like well it's summertime and this yeah. is what you know and this is what i you know i get to spend this quality time with my kids and i you know i want to i'm trying to find that you know accountability light because because what happens is that i mean like yesterday morning um it was a swim meet the swim meets are you know as i've <laughs> talked about before just crazy interminably long and this was a short one but i was basically at the pool from six thirty to twelve thirty. okay oh so i and 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 being at the pool at 6.30 means that you're getting up at, I am getting up a little bit before six to pack a cooler, right? Mm-hmm. So that I have, you know, my kids have, you know, healthy food and just don't beeline for the snack bar, even though, you know, <laughs> I'm kidding myself, they beeline for the snack bar, right? <laughs> um, and, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm not going to do anything too major. I'm not going to like go up and get up and like beat myself up, but I should just go to, the bu- go to the gym and spin on the bike for like 45 minutes. I can do that. I can do that. And, um, and then the alarm went off at you know a little before five, and I was like, "Screw that, <laughs> not getting up," you know. <laughs> and then it, and then it becomes a game of shuffling of like, okay, I didn't do it then, so I get home at twelve thirty. Well, you know that you know I'm tired, the kids are tired, you know the dog, you know it just I like oh I'll just I'll come home and do it then, you know. Mm-hmm. And I always just feel like as soon as you push it off that first time, it just becomes harder and harder to catch that ball before it, you know, goes off the court. I don't know what the analogy is there, yeah. but it's just like, you're just like constantly chasing it instead of just saying, I got it. It's done. Yeah. You know?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I was thinking of that. I, I know you have that, I have that feeling and, and you had mentioned yesterday about how you blew off your workout beforehand. And so I was thinking of that when um pulled this comment from Trisha Murrow um, who has a good role with an attitude and she says, um, I find that I just have to be more flexible Uh, camps run shorter or later than school so I try to be prepared gym bag packed with bar stuff run stuff or cross training stuff and I just do whatever I can gotta give myself permission to accept whatever each day brings and be grateful for, for whatever workout happens
0: yeah yeah. Yeah. I appreciate, and I definitely appreciate that. And I wasn't, I wasn't beating myself up because I didn't bike. I mean, the day before, oh, yeah, no, you didn't seem, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got up and ran and then I played tennis that night. So I'm like, okay, well, I mean, tennis isn't a crazy workout, but you know, it's Oh, you got, you got, you got two, you got two <laughs>
1: in the active category the day before that, you know, you, you yeah, can carry yeah. one over so, the next day. I
0: mean, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely, yeah, that there is, um, that there's a lot of wisdom in that of just kind of being ready and then mm-hmm. saying, okay, well, so I'm not going to be able to leave camp or whatever, but I'm going to go park myself under this tree and, you know, knock out a strength workout, you Mm -hmm, know? mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it seemed also like a lot of women, um, actually are the, whereas I was saying, oh, I like to be able to sleep in a little bit. It seems like a lot of women have to get up a lot earlier than usual. Um, and so it's either because, you know, the kids and husband's schedules change or, um, so I love this comment from our, um, Ragnar teammate, Aaron Rains, Um, and it seemed like a Common um, lament, and she used a phrase that totally cracked me up. Um, she said, uh, I have to get up at the ass crack of dawn in the summer in order to get out and be back in time for my husband, who has to leave for work at seven. But the good thing is, I am forced to get out early before it gets hotter, and at least it's light out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, not necessarily having to be back exactly by seven, but getting up while it's still cool. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's part of also why I'm like, I've got to get it done early because I mean, especially a run I'm, I see people out running at like noon and I look at my little car thermometer and it's 91 degrees and I'm like, Oh, that just, I just feel like that's just too much. That's just, you know, unless they're training for like bad water or something like that, (laughs) they have got to get used to death Valley temperatures. I mean, I don't know. It just feels like insult to injury on top, you know, like to, to train that time of day. So you're talking about the, the
1: time of day, um, so does, you know, so, okay, so you're not motivated to go out in the middle of the day. I have to say sometimes here in Portland, when I see people running, you know, at 11, when it's, you know, 74 and sunny, I'm like, oh, that looks really nice. I wish I could go out there. But, um, yeah. but do the longer hours of daylight ever make you want to run in the evening?
0: I- I've thought about it for sure. Uh-huh. Um, It's really temperature dependent for me. I mean, mm. I'm such a who did I talk to recently? Who's tall? Like, Oh, a woman named Dawn when I was up at the skirt sports 13 or a couple of weekends ago. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how her size, she's not as tall as I am, but she's pretty close. And uh, she was like, you know, my size, I just, I just can't deal with the heat. It's my, it's, it's my size. <laughs> like, okay. I've never heard that one before. And I don't feel a lot of rationale behind it, but maybe I'll adopt it too. Um, but I just, I mean, I, I don't know what it is, but I'll take any, any weather overheat. I really will. Like I'll oh. take wind, I'll take snow, I'll take rain. I just cannot handle just, and I mean, here um, it just, you know, it just feels like when, the, especially when the sun is out, it just feels like it burns right through you. Oh you know, yeah. oh, just, the, oh my gosh. The times yeah. I come to
1: see you in, in, in Colorado, it's like, ah, I'm a piece of bacon frying here. And we're just yeah. walking from the car to the place we're having lunch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so last night at the Rockies game, we got there, it was hot and humid Um, rain moved in a little, a little storm moved in. We had to go take cover for a little while. Take cover, take cover, take cover (laughs) out right out near the beer stand. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, and then we went back up and it was just lovely, like breezy, cold, chilly, you know, like a, just a nice summer night. And I'm like, I can go run in that post rain, you know, mm. when the kind of the cold front has come through. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you ever want to run at night?
1: Oh my gosh. P- particularly when I've been training for, um, relays, you know, when in the uh-huh. past, when I've, when we've done a Ragnar with mother runners or when I used to do hood to coast and, and you know, at, I don't know, seven thirty eight at night, I'll be like, Oh, it's so nice and quiet out there. And it's just like a beautiful, it's, you know, it stays light pretty late here in Portland because sure. we're so far north. And, um, but only when I would train for a relay would I actually do it because then there's also the it's the end of the day I'm really tired.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I I always worry about the post-run kind of the zanies, you know, mm. like you get like the little not the jitters necessarily, but I mean get I am amped up. I am I am amped up, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I mean I have exercised at night before, and then you're like okay, now I've got to like turn my di- notch, you know, my dial down five notches and yeah, get right, in bed, you know, quick transition. Yeah. Restless leg syndrome. And I'm like still sweating and you know, like, okay. So that's, I mean, that's probably my biggest concern about doing something. like So if I do go at night, um, you know, it's probably, you know, 45 minutes max of just a super easy run. I'm like not going out and Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the, you know? I mean,
1: the ones that I one in particular that I can think of recently or recently, I don't know, maybe it was two years ago. It seems like just yesterday Yeah. That I just went. and I'd run in the morning, you know, so I was doing doubles because of uh, the relay, and so I went out and ran three easy miles around a little park that's near us. So perfect. Yeah, perfect. yeah, yeah. And um, and as I recall, I ran into the husband of a friend of mine, so stopped and chatted for about ten minutes. So it became more easy. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and with the um the Longer light, though, two people on Facebook, or several people on Facebook, brought up how it can be harder to go to bed. Um, Yes. Yeah, and so um, do you want to read that one from maybe Audrey Natali? Yep, sure. I'm
0: pulling it up right now. Okay. I find the support of my husband is much more important to get my runs in during the summer. Another big difficulty is being diligent about going to bed early, even though it is so light outside. I have to have an early bedtime to have any chance of waking early to train. So.
1: Yeah, and, and yeah. a couple of people also mentioned it's harder to get your kids to go to sleep because yes. it's, you know, and so so the whole family's dynamic and schedule kind of shifts later. And it's like, oh, that, you know, 4.30 a.m. alarm comes a whole lot sooner when you've, you know, gone to bed at 10.30 or whatever.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's not, I mean, that even happens to me, which, you know, you know me, I'm like a little bit of a dictator about my bedtime, but even I'm like, oh, it's light out. I'll go to bed at 10, you know, but then, mm-hmm. yeah, it is early. That's Then that's what happened my bike morning. Um, I was out actually my tennis drills that I said I did on Monday night. They went till eight. Ooh. So I came home kind of hepped up mm-hmm. and, you know, and talked to Grant and had a beer and chatted and ate. And like, yeah, by the time I finally like wound down, it was after 10. Mm-hmm. I'm wow. like, Oh yeah. I'm going to get up and go to the gym. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have anything breathing down my neck. So, oh, well, my- so I, uh, can I ask you a question? Yes, you can Demony. Okay. Well, so I am I- wanting your advice. So Here's the situation I gave, um, like I talked about on previous podcasts, like back in my birthday in May, I needed a little kickstart. So I signed up for two triathlons. That was mm-hmm. kind of my birthday present to myself. And I did one. Um, and I, you know, it went really well. Um, and then I'm like, okay, and I'm going to train between, you know, now and then, um, and now then has arrived. It's on Saturday. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was in like August or something. No, no, it was two in June. (laughs) Um, and so it's a sprint triathlon. It's a sprint. So that's half the distance of what I just did. So, you know, um, the one before took me, I don't know, somewhere around two fifty, I think. So, I mean, this would probably take under an hour and 30 minutes. So it's not necessarily the, um, the like, physical output effort i'm um wondering about it's more that um well here's i have not trained so i have not been in the pool since i swam in that lake so that was three weeks ago i have the opportunity to maybe go tomorrow but you know who knows if that'll happen based on you know just everything that i've talked about in this podcast um i have not been out on my bike i've ridden my bike but in the basement Mm. um and then it's saturday and so saturday morning um we have another swim meet And the way that this swim meet works is, um, like, the 11, 12 kids, which is um, where my daughter lies, are in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then the 9, 10 kids, which is where my son lies, are in the afternoon. And my daughter, Amelia, takes the hit of my being gone um, a lot more than Ben does. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, "Oh, I'll go do the race. The race doesn't start till 8 either. So, I mean, by the time – and this meet is, you know – halfway to Wyoming. And so, you know, so by the time, say, starts at eight, finish at, you know, hopefully 930. It's right near me. So home by, you know, 1015 or so with getting my bike out of transition and everything, quick shower, quick food. I'm going to miss Amelia swimming. So, so, I mean, because I won't be at the meet until so, so 11. So
1: I'd like to say, I think you just need to listen. I think the answer is totally within you and you just need to hear it and um, honor it.
0: But, I, but what, what what would you do? I'm asking you, what would you do? What would I do? Because I think I know what you should do. Well, what, tell me. Well, tell, first I want to know what you would do and then tell me what you think I should do. Um,
1: oh, given the, also add in the fact that you were traveling a ton. It's been super busy with work um and so and you've been on the go so that you know after the that you went to the twins game on sunday you went to a rockies game (laughs) last night um i think you have burnt your candle at both ends and and in the middle and (laughs) probably the candle's all gone (laughs) i am i am a a
0: puddle of wax you're right right i mean i am right now i won't lie i feel very puddly oh you're right i mean but um, so that's i i agree with you i think that that's the right decision what's hard is that it's the Tribella one. So it's mm-hmm. the women's only triathlon. They have a store, a store here called Tribella, which is women's only triathlon gear. And I liked, I've liked. already supported it, so I've paid the money. So it doesn't matter if I show up or not. But I, I really want to experience it. Um, and I've got some friends doing it. Um, but I think you're right. I think... I think oh, I just And it.
1: particularly because, because you um, are very cognizant of how Amelia feels about your traveling, being gone away from home, um, working long hours, all those things, and you are very sensitive and you um, treat her feelings about it with respect and so like the time uh, i I think you had come back from the midwest and you were you took her out of school like for a half the afternoon and you guys went shopping or something and i thought that was really lovely that you did that that
0: you yeah you know and so that um, Uh, no we didn't go shopping for the uh, record we went to see pitch perfect too so she could watch and i could nap oh
1: no and so um because i think I you know I still think you should skip it even if it was Ben's meet in the morning and yeah. Amelia's in the afternoon. But also because then you have to go to the meet in the afternoon, so you're going to be just wiped. It's
0: going to be a long day at the pool. It's going to be a no very what it very like. long yeah. day.
1: And um, I mean, you asked me what I would do. Um, I, I think it might surprise you, but I would also skip it. That, would you? Uh, I I would because I think about. When I was training for Eugene, I guess it was, and um, so I had a coach, and I was going to do this um, a really, really big race here in Portland, the Shamrock, and I think I was going to do the 15K, and I was just could kind of feel like that I was getting sick. I was getting run down, and I could feel a cold or whatever coming on. And the weather for it's in March. So surprise, the weather wasn't forecast to be that good. And I really kind of lamented with my coach. I'm like, oh, but it's a really big race. I've never done it here in town and everything. And it's part of my training. She's like no, you need to listen to, to your body and, and not do that yeah. race. And, and I still went running that morning and I distinctly remember a portion of that run. And I was so happy not to be at the race. It was, yeah. it was raining and I'm just like, yep, but I chose to be out here and I don't have to go 15 K like, I yeah,
0: yeah. no, I think that, I mean, I do think, I mean, so you know, part of my coping strategy for, for a long meet like that is to have a workout in the morning. I mean, I've got to, because mm-hmm. Otherwise, I just feel like I'm, like, by the end of the day, I'm restless, and I'm both restless and stagnating at the same time, (laughs) right? Oh, my gosh. um, So I think it's good to get, I mean, I'll get up and maybe you know, either go to the gym or go for a run or something. But yeah, I think that's the right decision. I know that that's the right decision, but you know, I, t- I said that to Grant last night and he's like, Oh, but I, you know, I planned on being on the whole time, you know, on Saturday, I, you know, I plan to cover for us, you know, like that's what his no, that's, that's plans ge- were.
1: That's generous of him, but I think that doesn't, it's, it's it not doesn't you. matter
0: to me. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. You're right. That doesn't. Yep. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Tribella. I'll see you next year. Maybe yeah. I can <laughs> enjoy, enjoy that. Whatever $80 race fee or whatever it was doing do. it. That's, that's tough to eat, isn't it? It, uh, it is oh yeah. it is
1: yep um but but, but but it's an experience and so it's not like you would have anything to sh- tr- literally show for it at the end no maybe no, a except for swag. another t-shirt which is yeah.
0: exactly what i don't need so. <laughs> right right right
1: um so um so i'm curious do do longer daylight hours ever allow you to fit in workouts that you
0: maybe wouldn't be able to squeeze in on a winter morning for example? Oh, I think I'm just more adventurous in the summertime. Oh yeah. You know, I Mm -hmm. mean, so like trail runs, you know, there's no threat of, um, slipping, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, there's less threat of slipping, I guess. (laughs) For Dimity, there's always a chance of slipping,
1: (laughs) That's the Um, woman with the broken
0: ankle. No, and like, I mean, when I was training for Pikes Peak, I went and did a workout at Red Rocks, you know, climbed up the stadium stairs a gazillion times. And I wouldn't do that in the wintertime. So Mm -hmm. I think, um, because the day is longer, I feel like there is more you know, like stuff that takes a longer commute to Mm it, like, which is a trail run for me or like the Red Rocks workout. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel quite so indulgent. You know, it feels like, okay, I can get up at 4.30. I mean, Mm -hmm. if I have meeting a friend and we're doing a fun trail or something, you know, get there, meet her, run and still be home at a normal hour. Um, That feels doable to me.
1: Yeah. When I formulated that question, just based on some things that I saw some people on Facebook writing, it totally took me back to um because like you trail running is a little bit of a drive for me and so sometimes in the summer that that's what I'll do I'll drive to the west side of town and go on the trails but not too often but but when I lived in San Francisco and I was gosh I guess this was when I'm married to my first husband uh to, to date me to go way way back um that uh I worked with this woman who you ended up knowing in Santa Fe Claire Hertel and mm-hmm. she, she and I uh, worked together and she was training for a triathlon and. And believe it or not, I think I might have been training for a try. I don't know. Anyway, but I love lake swimming. And so Claire had a membership to this reservoir way out in the East Bay that... um, So quite a long drive. It was maybe like a, I don't know, almost an hour or something. Maybe it was like 45 minutes there with no traffic. And then it was like 75 minutes back. And we like met at like 4.30 in the morning, drove out there. And because it was light, we could swim before work. So we were in this reservoir by like 6 a.m. Swimming across. And um, it was just so much fun. And it felt so adventurous.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's what the summer's about. Yeah, no, definitely. And you wouldn't, I mean... For a lot of reasons, you wouldn't do it in the winter time, but yeah, I mean that's you know that's it, it. It opens up so many possibilities, right? Oh, it
1: just felt. And it, I just felt so badass. You know, before we even coined the term badass, for, yeah. for I wasn't yeah. a mother runner, but I certainly it was my my inner badass coming out. It just felt so awesome. And and um, you know, like last summer that I would sometimes run to and from bar class because I didn't have the restrictions of time. Or you know, certainly for me, I'll I'll cycle more in the summer because it's light out and and I'm not sure. so keen on biking in the, in the dark. So, and we had, um, a Facebook comment from, uh, Jade Lindsay. And I have to comment that she was the first person who, um, posted on this, which went up, I think at like 3:52 AM or something. So she was up pretty early, but maybe that was specific <laughs> time. But she said, um, she said what a lot of women commented. is, She said, if I'm cross training, body pump or cycle class at the Y, I actually get to work out longer because I don't have to hurry home to get the kids dressed and dropped off at school by 7.15. So she actually gets to do the whole class from 5.30 to 6.30. That's
0: awesome. Uh Well, yeah. And then Cindy uh, Brewer-Tynan says early sunrise means that I get to add in another outdoor run during the week. Usually I only get to run outdoors on the weekend. Um, So so thankful for being rescued from the treadmill. Which So yeah, it's just that extra time and that extra daylight, you know, mm-hmm. it just, even if you're, you know, just heading out your door and not necessarily heading to a trail, it's just like, oh, thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you, mother nature. And I mean, and I hate that summer solstice has already come right oh, I I know. back down the other way. <laughs>
1: oh, please. Yeah. I was, I was, Going down no, down the mountain. I'm like,
0: no, 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 no. Cause I also feel that the
1: here in Portland, at least I feel that there's a really long, lovely, um, uh, you know, climb up to the summer solstice. So I feel that we really start having longer days in March and April and, and then, but I feel the, then you go down the distance on the other side of the solstice so much quicker. And that, you know, even by August, I'm like, whoa,
0: wait, where'd the sun go? I know, right? I know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Well, so do you, do you exercise um, more with your kids in the summer, Sarah? I mean, you know, obviously not this summer, but I mean, your kids interested in hanging with you?
1: Yeah, well, so I actually have thought, though, that once I do get the, the all clear to, to start run walking, um, that that will be my opportunity to go with the kids. Yeah. And that definitely. because, you know, Daphne's always on me to, you know, mom, can I run with you? Mom, can I run with you? And usually I'm too kind of selfish to let her in on my time. And I'll be like, well, the pace is going to be perfect. Yes, come yeah. along with me, child.
0: <laughs> child, child. <laughs> so did I tell you I ran a 5K with Ben? I don't oh. feel like i've
1: I've talked about that um you said that both your kids did the 5k um I, I'm yeah
0: gonna... they did it up at, at the skirt sports this third, the, so they had it it was up in um Louisville, colorado it was a couple weekends ago so they had the 13er because you know a half marathon isn't half of anything it's a full race <laughs> mm-hmm. um which i love uh 10k and then they had a 5k and so um i asked the kids a couple times if they wanted to run the 5k and they all said yes and i was like okay Um, And Grant was doing his kind of his last little effort before Duluth. So I went with, I went with the kids up there and Amelia um, is old enough to take off and do her own thing. Mm -hmm. And she ran, she had a good race. And then, um, and Ben was, you know, it was a lot like girls on the run. Like, Oh yeah, I forgot. You just finished third grade, which is exactly, you know, this age group of like run like a bat out of hell and then walk like you're at the mall, you know, and like compete, complete that. that it's like... not the dimity walk method. Yes. Yes. And I mean, and so, um, and he kept telling me, oh, wait, I-, I think I have talked about this on the podcast, right? No, no uh-uh. he kept telling me not to tell him what to do. Which... No, no, you didn't tell that story. No. Oh, I think I did, didn't I? Well, anyway, so it was definitely... Maybe um, you told Denise about it
1: on the drive yeah, or told Joe I about did. it, maybe?
0: An interesting dynamic. It was an interesting dynamic, and I realized that endurance has c- comes in many forms. It's not just how long can you withstand, you know, your legs moving, but it might be how long can you withstand running a 5K with your 9-year-old. Um <laughs> But, he, I mean, he was fine, but, like, he didn't – Like, I, of course, in my head, I had it as this, like, bonding, like, oh, we'll laugh, we'll chat, you know, and, like (laughs) – Take selfies along the
1: way. And Yeah,
0: yeah. He, would like – I'm like, do you want to play the alphabet game? No. Do you want (laughs) to sing a song? No. I mean, and it was a small race. I mean, it wasn't, like, a lot of people around us. Uh I mean, he'd walk behind me, and then he'd come sprinting by me, and then I'd kind (laughs) of, like, just slowly catch up to him, and then uh, it was just – it was, it was uh, definitely an exercise in patience. Um, but the funny thing is, is so then he he did, I mean, he did fine. I mean, he kept moving and, you know, and I, you know, I did my best to keep my mouth shut because he was moving at the way that he wanted to, and that's his choice. And, um, and, uh, but then on the way home it was up. So basically it was at mountain and back and it was a big hill at the turnaround point. It was definitely mm-hmm. a big hill. And so then coming back down, was a slower, was a nice, was a nice reprieve. And I, you know, I was like, oh, let's go, let's go. You know, I'm like, don't. And of course I'm like, don't walk down the hill, you know, and it's like, don't tell me what to do. And, I'm like, oh okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> and I didn't say sorry, but I mean, I definitely didn't apologize. But I was like, okay, you're right. You're right. Do what you want to do. Um, but then he found a roadkill, uh, oh. which was not hard to find, but we inspected that I have a picture of him, of him inspecting that on nice. the road. Nice. Um but then he finished. Um, and it was, so the funny part was, I mean, so, and I said, did you have fun? And he said, yes. And he said, and I said, would you do it again? And he said, yes. So I'm like, okay, well, that's a win. That's yeah. his first time doing, well, he did the color run probably th- two years ago, you know, but that's got so many diversions that it doesn't really feel like a 5k, and you I- know, like this was just like, we're going, we're turning around and we're coming back. You know, there's, and there was a water stop.
1: Yeah. Um, um, I have to say, Daphne loves wearing Amelia's color run shirt that you handed down to her. Oh, does she? Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Good. yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah. Um, and so then, uh, so the funny, the, the funny part is, is here's Amelia who, um, you know, kind of pushed herself a little bit. And because we're in Boulder, like where I said earlier, like things are kind of aggro or close yeah. to Boulder. Yeah. Um, Amelia did not win anything. She was, so she's in the 10 to 19 age group. So no. they did um, top that. three for each group. Age group. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, Ben in the ten and, or nine and under uh-huh. gets second place oh, for no. basically like oh, no. walking a five k for boys. Boys, they yeah. have boys and girls. So I mean, it was just kind of funny that Ben got, and he was very proud. I mean, and he what he won. Um, a discount to like a race, basically a discount to like the next Turkey trot or something. I mean, it was like nothing, but he's like, mom, where's my certificate? Mom, where's my certificate? You know, like, I'm like, Oh, we're going to do this Turkey trot. Okay. You know, like we'll see. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, you know, I'm, I'm glad we did it. And I'm glad that he had a good time and I, it was fine. It was just, like I said, I had a a vision of what it was supposed to be. And, Mm. It was so far from that vision that, you know, sometimes you just have to update your maps, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So well, I think that that reminds me a little bit of the comment from um, Terja Becker, who we've already mentioned on this podcast once. She And she's a contributor to Tales from Another Mother Runner. But it, so much of it has to do with the age of your kids. Sure, And that um, her comment um, about just exercising in the summer says it's much harder. I have to either get up earlier, sneak them in at work, them being workouts, or negotiate with the kids and or my husband. The biggest thing is my weekly swim because I'm pretty sure Tersia maybe is doing a triathlon. I'm not sure. Um, I, I take the kids to our rec center and do laps while they play in the leisure pool. This is working great now that they're eight. She has twins. Uh, but I don't know if things would have worked out so well even a year ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it is. And so this is, uh, Gina Jester Nichols wrote, um, last summer, I would put the kids in the double stroller, run to a park and play, and then run home several times a week. Now that the oldest has outgrown the stroller, I'm back to waking up early and getting my sweat session in before the husband leaves for work. So yeah, it really depends on where your kids are. And I mean, you know, again, um, I've only done it once, (laughs) but I have taken the kids. I have run when I was training for Ironman. I ran once, And they rode alongside me for like six miles, Mm -hmm. but I bribed them. I said we were going to Smashburger after, I think. So, so, but it was, you know, so like that is an option, but um, it just, for me, like our situation and the dynamics of my family, like I I couldn't do that on a regular basis. Like that would be much too much for my uh my limited patience with
1: yeah. my kids so yeah, same, same so <laughs> we, we hear from people who take their uh you know they go to a track and they put their kids kind of in the middle with some toys or whatever and then you know the mom or the mom and the dad run around the track together or whatever. And, um, yes, it's wonderful to be outside, but that, um, uh, running at a track is never, never my first choice, but, um, but you know, gets, gets the work out gotta added. do what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, so, um, so what about when you do get back to running? Are mm-hmm. you gonna, are you more excited? Like, do you find it easier to train through the summer for a fall marathon or train through the winter for a spring one?
1: I know. Okay. So I wrote these questions and I've been mulling that question over in my mind, like eternally since I wrote up these questions and. You know... Um, I have to say, like you. I heat is not my friend. You know, it's because we're so tall, Dimity. That's yeah, what it is. It is. Um, and because the study's I, <laughs> coming out next week, <laughs> right, right, in the, in the journal Nature. Um, yeah. and uh, because I think about one of my hardest runs last summer for um Victoria Marathon, and I just remember you know stopping in at the Plaid Pantry or Seven Eleven or whatever, and getting ice cubes and putting them on the my. Subway you went to. Subway. Oh, Subway. Thank you for remembering Subway. Yes. Um, and uh, I can. Gosh, I can picture that so clearly right now and that but then I I also then think about when I was training for um oh I was training for Boston and I was serving jury duty and so it was in February and I had to get in it's those midweek long runs that just yeah. slay me on marathon training. And so jury duty, you know, hard and fast have to be there at like seven thirty, which is earlier than, um, you know, as an an entrepreneur that I have to start working, or that I choose to start working, and um, and so getting in a ten miler, in the pitch black, in the pouring rain, and I don't know, I hate to say it, but maybe I'm maybe I'm truly an Oregonian now, but I think I would take the dark rain over the yeah, long yeah. run. The, so I think, I think for me typically a spring race is a little easier because those long runs, it's not in my DNA to wake up at four on a Saturday and start running at four 30. I just can't that, that. I just can't do that.
0: You um, could You choose. Now. I could.
1: Yes. yes um. Yes. But yeah. Yeah.
0: I, 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 kinda, I think I'm with you. I mean, the only problem with the only kind of red flag I see with training through the winter and doing a spring race is that, you know, with whatever's going on with our planet and our climate and whatever, Um, you know, so you train through the winter, you're all acclimated, your blood is thick, (laughs) you know, you're used to your fleece tights. And then all of a sudden race day, it's like the first day of summer for whatever reason, you know, and it's 90 degrees Mm -hmm. and you're not used to running in that Mm -hmm. kind of heat. And that, I mean, that's obviously everyone has to deal with that. That's doing the race that day. So it's not like, you know, woe is me, but it's like, Mm -hmm. dang it. this, this, This is not what I... Yeah. trained with. That's not what I'm trained for, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. That, so I mean, that, if
0: you go the other way though, and you train to the summer, so if race day is hot, you're okay. And yeah. then if race day is cool, it's like icing on the cake. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. That's what it was for twin cities for me. It was, I don't know. It was like 25 at the start or something the first yeah, weekend in yeah. October, but then I was, you know, by, by mile 13, I was envious of the women who had wisely worn tank tops. Um, so there was, uh, um, Maddie Porter on Facebook. She had a great, um, make lemonade from lemons perspective on, um, the whole, do you like to train in the summer thing? She said, um, I run less. I lose my Tuesday, Thursday free time. And unless I get up really early, it doesn't happen those days. But I also switched to doing five K's for the summer instead of long races. It's a good change in routine, a break from long training pressure, and it works better with my schedule. So I think that, I think that's clever.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, good. Well, that was awesome. I liked that little discussion. I liked having a little huddle with just yeah. us two mother runners. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, uh, and so we are going to introduce uh just a little segment now called the Challenge Corner. You know what? I we, think I think we should have some music for it. I was
1: about to say oh my something. gosh! Yeah, we've been listening to to um uh, what is it? Startup together? How they have special music? for Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we have three challenges going on right now. Uh, three find your strong challenges. We have a 10k challenge. Um, we have a half marathon challenge where we have two plans where you can either run, walk, or run race. Um, And then we also have our first um, ever marathon challenge. So we've got all these mother runners out there getting it done in the heat of the summer and Mm -hmm. when their kids are, you know, crazy and running around with squirt guns. And um, and so we wanted to kind of just check in with people along the way on on a weekly basis, just to say hello and kind of give you guys a little taste of what you're doing. And you know, if you're in the challenge, maybe hear your name. And you know, and and often um, even if you're not in the challenge. what is going on with them, you know, just zoom it out because it's, you know, a lot of the stuff is, you know, very universal. It's Mm -hmm. not challenge specific. So, um, so today we just wanted, because it's our first one, we just wanted to introduce two of the women who are in the 10K. We've got a private Strava board where they can kind of check in and write questions and introduce themselves and two women introduce themselves and they're coming back to running. And I just thought it'd be fun to, to just, uh, have Mm -hmm. them out here. So, um, Sarah is the first one. And she says, hi, everyone. It seems like it's introduction time. I have an amazing almost four-year-old daughter. I'm here to get that extra motivation to get out the door and train through the crazy hot Arizona summer. Talk about, I mean, yeah. talk, <laughs> you talk about say. having to get
1: up at four. Yeah.
0: I mean, in triple digits every single day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't even imagine. Bless you, Sarah. Um, I ran competitively in high school and college, but an injury and in life side- sidelined me for years. A month ago, I finished cancer treatment and need to take back control of my body. I can't wait to get to know you all and cheer each other on. Mm, that's so that's awesome. Sarah. And you want to read Jen? Yes. Yeah, uh, so, so
1: Jen says, hello, I'm Jen. I'm a mom of a 10-year-old girl and hopefully a soon-to-be mom to a newborn baby through the miracle of adoption. Oh, that's so exciting. Wonderful. Um, I need something to hold me accountable and keep me active through this exciting and stressful process. Glad to be here.
0: And the two things that kind of tie these together, um, which I... I love is that running is this kind of can be this constant. It can be this rock in your life when everything else is chaotic. I mean it sounds like Sarah was in a chaotic time and now she gets to come back to running. Um where Jen is like, okay, I've got all these different thoughts and ideas and, you know, processes and questions and all this stuff going on. And so running can be a safe place for both of them Mm -hmm. to either reaffirm their strength or, you know, regain their sanity, (laughs) depending upon where you are. So I just I love that um that they're coming in and, and you know, wanting accountability, but in, in the end they're gonna get so much more. So, um yeah. so welcome Sarah and Jen and everybody else and um, and look for our next challenge corner next week, right? And yeah. Sarah, you, you picked our we're gonna have a, a song to send you on your way as well. So what what song did you pick today, Sarah?
1: I think it seems appropriate to have the new maroon five, the this summer's gonna hurt like a mother. A mother <laughs>
0: I have to say that just made me laugh. at putting in the blank after the mother, so um, so circling back to those Duluth mother runners, um, one of them, I think it was Sarah, the ringleader again. I hope I don't have this wrong, but. Sarah was like, yeah, we call it the train like a mother effer program. <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty appropriate for the marathon own it plan. So anyway, um, we did own it and we did own this podcast. It was really fun just to chat with you, SBS.
1: I know. I'm glad. I'm, I, as it was going on, I was like, oh, I'm really enjoying this. I'm so pleased at how it's working out. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Well, for more more of us and and other mother runners, head on over to our Facebook page. It is Run Like a Mother the Book. We would appreciate it if you would like our page. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at The Mother Runner. We would love it if you would follow us. Our websites, please visit those. That's anothermotherrunner.com and motherrunnerstore.com where you can still sign up for the 10k and half marathon challenges. Our books are Run Like a Mother, Train Like a Mother and Tales from Another Mother Runner, available on Amazon as well as at your local indie bookstores. And um, whatever your summer schedule is, many happy miles to you. Summer's gonna
0: hurt like a... (laughs)
1: This episode of Another Mother Runner is brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price, because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. We think especially mother runners. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com AMR and enter promo code AMR. Again, to get $50 off any mattress purchase, visit casper.com, C-A-S-P-E-R.com slash AMR and enter promo code AMR.